Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. We're joined on the line this afternoon by Dr. Julius Mangotumbu. Dr. Julius, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, doing well, doing well. And uh, I think we definitely in a season of love. <laughs> <laughs> a season where we celebrate love in all its facets, but uh, a reminder of the love of God is very expedient, very crucial this season. I think reason why we will be discussing on the topic today, greater love. Beautiful. Let's get straight into it. Okay, I think, again, welcome to all the listeners. Uh, it's a blessing, and uh, we wishing you a blessed love season, <laughs> and uh, I hope that yesterday, especially the gentlemen, were really gentlemen yesterday. You would have gone extra mile to do something for your spouse, for the one you love, for the people you love, and uh, definitely, I think my mandate and obligation today is just to draw us closer and nearer to the love of God. And when we talk of love, you know. The love is uh, a very practical word. Love is not something which should be considered very abstract. It's something which is very practical. The real test of love in its in demonstration, in its in practicality, when people really see that uh, you exemplify love, then they qualify that as love. But again, if we read through scripture, we'll get to realize that love is much more than what we consider from a very secular and worldly perspective. Uh, the love of God is that love that transforms the lives of people, is that love that heals, is that love that brings restoration in the lives of people, transformation in the lives of people. And so let me share with you some realities of love. If you have your Bibles, let's look at John 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one shown than that he laid his life for his own friends. And uh, if you read that John 15, and uh, verse 13, I want to give you three realities about love. The first reality about love is that love is a command. If you read John 15, verse 17, John 15, 17, says, this is my command, love each other, love each other. Let me give you three C's. So the first is love is a command, but number two, love is a character trait. Galatians 5.22, we realize that the fruit of the Spirit, the very first one is love. Uh, some scholars have interpreted that from love comes joy, peace, and the rest. Uh, but definitely we have nine fruit of the Spirit, just as we have nine gifts of the Spirit. So Love is a character trait, which means that we have to nurture it. We have to develop it. We have to make sure that we invest on it. Uh, love does not just come spontaneously. You realize oh, that we are born in a fallen world, in a sinful world. So our first proclivity is, is not love. Our first proclivity seems to be that form of rebellion, that form of discrimination. We grow with it and we have to fight the old man. We have to fight the fallen man. It's when you come 
in contact with Jesus Christ and make him your personal Lord and Savior that you can grow and develop real and genuine love. So love is something we grow into. It's something we grow into. And uh, love is nurtured uh, in our hearts, even by the Holy Spirit. So number three, love is not only a command, it's not only a character trait, but love is a person. Love is Christ. Love is Christ. The Bible says God is love. First John 4, verse 8. First John 4, verse 8, for those who love taking down notes. First John 4, verse 8. So I've given you three realities about love today. Number one, love is a command. Number two, love is a character trait. You have to develop it. You have to nurture it. Number three, love is Christ. Love is God himself. Love is God incarnate in the person of Christ. But if you examine love from a Greek perspective, uh, there are a couple of, uh, some have listed eight, seven, six. uh, But let me give you three key components about about love, three key components about love from a Greek perspective. Number one, love is exemplified from the very Greek perspective. Number one, we have love called eros. Eros is what we derive from the English word erotic, uh, which is sensual love, which is sexual love, passion, uh, it is a type of love which definitely you will see in the Hollywood, in the Bollywood, in the in the, in, in in all the dramatization that you find around. You know, uh, you always find that type of love. It's not love which definitely uh, we we have within the very Christian perspective. It is love which is driven by sensuality. So it's called eros. The Greek word there is eros. Number two, we have the filial love, which is deep friendship love. It is love which is uh, exemplified by friends, one to another. It might not be sensual, it might not be sexual, like eros, uh, but it is much more relational. It is friendship-based love. But we have what we call storge, uh, depending on how you pronounce it, storgi, storgi, uh, that's familiar love. That is love which comes by family bonding. This love which comes by virtue of the relationship within the family. But we have the fourth category of love because I wouldn't want to list all of them, so I just considered four of them. Number one, eros. Number two, philia. Number three, storgi. And number four, agape. The Greek word is agape. That's love for everyone. That's sacrificial love. Love for everyone. Sacrificial love. And this manner of love is what we ought to exemplify within Christendom. We ought to exemplify this within Christendom. It is a love that bears everything. It's a love that definitely is highlighted even by the sacrificial death of Christ on the cross of Calvary. Let me give you some few characteristics of agape love. The love which is recommended today, the love which is recommended today, which we must pursue, is agape love. It's love for everyone without any strings attached. 
is sacrificial love. But the best way we can qualify and characterize agape love is to read closely, to zoom into 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. So if you want to see the main features or characteristics of agape love, there is nothing short of that but in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. So what are the features or the characteristics of agape love? Number one, agape love is patient. Agape love is patient. Agape love, secondly, is kind. Agape love, thirdly, does not envy. It doesn't envy. You know, the love that does not look at other people and envy them is a feature of agape love. Love that does not boast. Love that is not proud. Love that does not dishonor others. The word dishonor might also mean discriminate others. It's a love that is not self-seeking. Agape love is not a love that is self-seeking. And reason why Jesus Christ substituted us on the cross of Calvary. And read Philippians chapter 2, you'll realize that indeed Christ's death on the cross was a selfless sacrifice. So it is love which is not self-seeking. It is love which is not easily angered. It is love which is not easily angered. It is love that does not keep record of wrongs. It doesn't keep record of wrongs. It is love that does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It is a love that is sincere, that is truthful, that is genuine. But also, it is that kind of love. Agape love is a love that protects people. It's a love that protects, that comes to protect you not only in your physical person, but also in your moral person. I'm talking to a husband now. You need to stand for your wife, not only with physical protection, but also to protect her integrity, just as she ought to protect your integrity. So it's love that always trusts, always hopes. And finally, it is love that perseveres. It is love that transcends every is love that is resilient no matter the odds no matter the challenges it is love that endures it's not a love that when trouble when crisis are in a marriage you just want a way of escape you want an exit route you say i want to divorce no it's not that type of love it's a love that stays in marriage for better and for worse for sickness and in health, for riches and even in poverty, you stand there because you believe God is going to step in for you and your husband in that marriage, for you and your wife and your kids in that marriage. Is that love that endures, that perseveres, that weathers every storm is called agape love. So let me share with you to conclude today what I want to qualify as the case study of God's agape love. If you want to know God's agape love, there is no other scripture which you have to examine but John 3.16. John 3.16. Let's see how God demonstrated his agape love unto us 
even within the very spirit of John 3.16. The Bible says, For God so loved the world. I'm going to give you five eyes. Write them down. I'll give you five eyes, letter I. So write them down from John 3.16. The first letter I, if we go through precept by precept, each section of John 3.16, the first we realize is God so loved the world. So write this down. The first I letter there is God initiates love. God is the one who initiates love. Okay, the word initiating love is God is the one who takes the first step. For God so loved the world. The Bible does not say for you so love God, but the Bible says for God so love you. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody today. It is not you who first loved God, it's God who first loved you. And it's God who first took, he took the first step to exemplify his love unto you. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, Romans chapter 5 verse 8, And God demonstrated his love unto us in this, that he sent even his son to die for us, even when we were still sinners, even when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and that was a demonstration of God's love. So number one, I, we see God initiating his love. It's a present participle term. God initiating his love means God taking the first step to love us. But number two, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The qualification I give here, the I I give here, is the love of God is not only initiated by God, but the love of God is imperative. Imperative. And the word imperative means it's urgent. It's urgent. It's so urgent that God realized that the wages of sin is death. And so it was so expedient, so important, so urgent, so imperative for God not to allow us to see perdition, for God not to allow us to die in our sins. But it was so expedient, so imperative that God sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross even for our sins. So number one, God's love is initiated by god number two god's love is imperative it's imperative because it is so urgent it was an urgent matter the salvation of man was so urgent in the very perspective of god and the bible says in romans chapter 8 and verse 32 write this down romans chapter 8 and verse 32 he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? I usually put it this way in poor. If God has given us his best, his son, Jesus Christ, why won't he give us the rest? I repeat, if God has given us the best mm. by sending his son, Jesus Christ, why won't he give you the rest? Amen. I want to share this third point. Number one was God initiates his love. Number two, God's love is imperative. But the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, listen to this, so that whosoever, whosoever, write this down, the love of God is inclusive, not exclusive. The word of God is inclusive. It means the word of God 
invites and the word of God encompasses everybody. The word of God calls everybody into enjoying, benefiting, and be blessed by it. The, the, the love of God, the love of God again does not discriminate. The love of God is not exclusive to a certain group of people by language, by nationality, by color, by creed. Whosoever means whosoever means the sinner is invited, the prostitute is invited, the tax collector is invited. Whosoever, it doesn't matter the degree of your sin. Whosoever means God loves you and he wants to deal with that sin in your life. So let no one disqualify themselves from the love of God because the love of God includes you. It doesn't exclude you. The love of God includes each and every one of us created in the image of God and in the likeness of God. Let me head towards a conclusion. The word of the love of God is not only initiated by God, it's not only imperative, it's not only inclusive, but the love of God also is inviting. The Bible says, whosoever believes in him, the condition is that the love of God invites you to believe. Believe in the sacrificial death of Christ on your behalf on the cross of Calvary. The love of God invites you to take a decision. So if you are hearing this program, this broadcast today, and you've not invited Jesus Christ into your life, you are invited. You are invited to surrender your life to Jesus. That's a greater decision you can make today. Give your life to Jesus. Tell him, Lord, I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself. Come into my life and I make you the personal Lord and Savior of my life. Save my soul from hell. Lastly, the love of God is not only initiated by God, imperative, inclusive, inviting, but the love of God also is immense. That's why we come back to our topic, greater love. It's immense because the Bible says, but will have whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Who, who will give you eternal life, everlasting life, greater life than the life here? Only Jesus by his love. So I'm inviting you this day. Not only for you to express your commitment to God by inviting Christ into your life, because He is telling you, Come unto me, all those who are heavy laden, He will give you rest. But I'm also inviting you to consider the immensity of the love of God over your life. By application, I've come to tell somebody, Go after greater love. Go after the love of God. The love of God is sacrificial. It's a love that is full of mercy and forgiveness. The love of God is supernatural. It's a gracious love, but the love of God is secure. It's a love that secures you in this life and in the life to come, eternal life with Him. So I want to pray for somebody today. I've been sharing about greater love. I know you've been battling in your heart your heart, does Does my husband love me? Does my love me? The human being can always fall short of love, but God's love is so immense. God's love does not exclude. God's love does not discriminate. God's love is so rich in blessings. 
So if you've not given your life to Jesus, please repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you this day. Forgive all my sins. I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. And I believe you were buried on the third day you rose from the grave. Come into my life. I make you the personal Lord and Savior of my life. From today, I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you've made this prayer today, congratulations. I pray God bless you. And start a very fruitful journey with the Lord Jesus from today. And again, experience greater love in Christ alone. God bless you. Amen and amen. God bless you too, Pastor. Thank you so much for the word. Uh, it is truly, truly appreciated. Thank you for blessing us um, with the word of God this afternoon. How do we get a hold of you on social media or any other platform? On Facebook, I'm Julio Mangot. On Instagram, I'm Julio Mangot. If you want to have the notes of today, if you want to have us pray with you and journey with you, my WhatsApp number is 067-154-0694. I repeat, 067-154-0694. God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you so much, Pastor. Really, really appreciate it. Um, do enjoy what is left of your afternoon. Thank you. God bless you, man of God. Thank you so much. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Fumana inkutazo in Misha Yong. Sikona go Facebook. Gena ube mshobonawe. Radio Pulpit Facebook. Eyo luntu long. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Passionate about God, passionate about people. Radio Pulpit 657AM, your daily companion. Download our mobile app or visit radiopulpit.co.za to listen to your favorite station 24 hours a day. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.